with yourself. Make sure you're muted. Not metaphorically, just on the on the zoom. And letting your gaze turn inward. Time we come to the mat, finding more fluidity in our experience of interception, of being able to feel inside of ourselves, flexing that muscle. scan your body with your superpower yogi felt sense noticing if there's anywhere that feels anxious or sad tight quivery Just letting your attention, that witness consciousness, linger there for a moment. Not trying to shift or change or make meaning. But letting that idea of Maya tree of befriending guide us. being with rather than being separate. And if you feel called to bring your hands there to that place on your body, I feel very nervous today for whatever reason. Well, actually, I know the reason. As you bring your hands there, if that's what you chose to do, just putting a little gentle pressure. And then we'll take our three deep breaths together. And today, can you send the prana, your breath in right to that place let it expand and make space there and then with the exhale perhaps not forcing but perhaps there can be a softening once the space has been made so everyone big full inhale through the nose and then an exhale finding some softness Big full inhale. 
And then exhale, being soft. Breathing in. Breathing out. And then noticing if anything feels different, if there's a shift that has occurred. I feel a slight shift today, not as much as normal. Which, you know, that sometimes can feel scary to say, but part of yoga is being willing to be radically honest with ourselves about our own state. We talked yesterday about yoga being a science that is interested in both the subject and the object. So what is happening with the one who's watching? we be honest about it. And then as you're ready, blinking your eyes open or go ahead and just stay there holding yourself. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how this pratha, the silver cloud of COVID, um, the COVID silver lining is one where the entire world is experiencing this huge thing all at once. That's one, which hasn't really, I mean, I don't know, in in my lifetime at least, there's nothing that has affected um, people to the extent all over the globe in all ways um, so profoundly, right? It's exposed not only how unified we are as a global community, but then also our, our dependence that we have on one another. Right. Um, I was listening to the Surgeon General of the United States under the Obama administration. He has wrote this beautiful book called Together, and it's about loneliness. And um, what he found when he was traveling around the U.S. was that um, a lot of the diseases and the addiction issues and um, things that he saw, the depression issues that he saw around the country, Uh, weren't so much stemming from us doing something wrong or bad in our diet or um, health-wise, but rather we're stemming from a profound loneliness that people were feeling. And this has been my message for a lot of years, is that I think that the core wound that a lot of us experience is one that is a lack of belonging, right? And the way that he explained it is that somehow I am other, right? That I don't belong with the whole in the we, in the collective we. And there's lots of ways in which our mind causes us to think that. Um, And part of the work of yoga and all of these practices is to heal it so that we see that we are actually not separate, that the illusion of separateness is not real, right? That it is, in fact, an illusion that we are all connected and that we are all whole. And it's part of the beauty, actually, of this moment. Um, when we're willing to look for the silver lining, which some days I feel willing and some days I'm like, oh my gosh, I do not want to hear it, which I'm sure is the same for all of you. (laughs) 
Um, but he was saying evolutionarily wise is that um, if you think about it when we were traveling around in groups of 30 or so people, if you were pushed outside of the group, right, and no longer belonged, then it was going to be much more difficult for you to be able to procreate, to get food, to find shelter, to experience human connection that we are really dependent on, right? And so when we feel that we are separate or that we don't belong, our bodies actually have a physical reaction to this that is of detriment to our health. Um, Because once you were separated from that pack roaming around, and you didn't ha- weren't able to get your physical needs met, it actually was more like a dying process, like a death process. And so he saw this in the country everywhere he was traveling around. Um, and part one of the things that I learned from um, this Benedictine priest that I like to listen to, who's a total radical, from Richard Rohr, um, he has a podcast that's, I can't remember what it's called, but one of the ones that it's called is called The Global Initiation. And the first tenant of the global initiation, right, which we're all going through, is that life is hard. <laughs> and um, it's kind of like one of those where you're like, ha, 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 you know. But from initiation comes a greater understanding of that connection. It washes any initiation that we go through, whether it's a sickness, a divorce, a death, um, a move, like all of those things on that list of the hardest things that it is to experience as human beings, right? Any of those initiations we go through wash away that illusion that we are separate because we have to surrender and lean into the we rather than the small I. That's what happens. And so that's the benefit of initiation. Um, And the first one he says, life is hard. And then the first thing that I thought in terms of yoga practice, in terms of spirituals practices, yes, life is hard and pain is mandatory, right? That's going to happen to all of us no matter what, but suffering is optional. And um, it reminded me of the, do you guys know, well, you can't talk to me, so I'm just going to say, say, do you guys know about the Buddhist um, story of the second arrow? Does anyone know about that one? You can nod. I can see some of you. No. Okay. So, um, this is a really, I think, important story, and I also, the, the Dalai Lama has, in the last couple of years, been talking a lot about um, emotional intelligence, right, which I think is very, very important, because I think one of the um, sort of accidental byproducts of the self-help movement has been that we want to make meaning, which I talk about a lot, and to um, sort of diagnose and comment and judge our felt sense experience, right? So when we come to class like we did at the beginning, we're practicing every single time when we come to class, coming to our bodies and feeling and being curious and sitting with ourselves without judgment. Um, And here's the story. So some lady or dude is walking around and gets hit by an arrow, right, in the back of the leg. Nothing like dire, right, where the person's going to die or something like this. And they look down at the arrow, and there's the initial pain of the arrow, so the act of the bad thing happening. And that's not optional. It happened, right? But then the person looks down and is like, why why me, of all people, did I get hit with this arrow? 
Why, on all the people walking around in this forest, I cannot believe this happened. The world is against me. And starts to create, right, like this whole story um, that really is moving into the uh, victim side of the victim tyrant paradigm, which I know that Jessica has a podcast that she talks about, something we talk about all the time, so you can go listen to that. And there's a story there um, that gets created without any real knowledge about why this arrow has then hit this person. And it's judging and it's commenting and it really is storytelling because who knows why that arrow happened. And it's also that very much like poor me story. And and so the idea in Buddhism is that yes, the arrow's gonna happen, we're all gonna experience pain, and I would say this in yoga as well, but that when we allow ourselves to feel fully the feelings that we're having, whether the anger, sadness, even joy, you guys, I've been experiencing this recently where um, I bought a house and I feel like I shouldn't tell, I know it's very exciting, but I feel like I shouldn't tell anyone. But it's like one of the best things I've ever done in my life. When I got divorced, which was my own personal initiation, I literally thought as a single woman that I would never own a home again. That's what I thought. And then now I do, but I feel like I can't tell anyone because of everything that's going on. So then it kind of, all that commenting and judging creates this small, terrible place to be in, right? And so the idea that the Dalai Lama and myself and all the people who um, are on this tip are saying is that like all of the feelings are welcome here, right? And when we experience them and cry or get really happy or share something or speak truth to our shame, whatever it looks like, that when we allow it to move through us, then that's when, um, that's when we're free. That's when we're experiencing real freedom, friends. Um, which is what I'm interested in. And I obviously, you guys are here too, or you wouldn't sit here and let me talk at you for so long. Um, but you're probably going to wish I was talking at you for so long in a couple of minutes when we start to do some core work. So come to your mats. We're going to sit down um, in Baddha Konasana with the block between our feet. Um, if you don't have a block, again, find something that you can use. And we will start there.